I was convinced that today's story was fake news. I was convinced that I couldn't find multiple sources that back it up. Boy, was I wrong. The Biden administration on May 1st is about to start screwing home buyers with good credit so they will have to pay higher mortgage rates in order to subsidize the high-risk mortgages. People talk about Reaganomics. Today, we talk about Bidenomics. What an asinine idea. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, Bold Americans. Yet another episode of America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. That's me, your host, on the America Out Loud Network. As always, make sure you go over to americaoutloud.com and check out all of my colleagues' work. There's been some phenomenal articles this week, some really good talk radio going on that's now moved over in the podcast format. So you can check out all those shows. You can also download the America Out Loud Talk Radio app on any of your mobile devices, take us with you on the road to go. You can listen to my show as well as to the networks. And while you're at the website, make sure you visit our sponsors. It helps keep the lights on for all of us. All right. So I have been in the market to move. I've been thinking about moving. And then around, I'd say, September of last year, as I was looking at homes, I found the perfect home. And I lost out on it. It sold within about 18 hours. And that's okay. I I was a little disappointed in it, but I understood, you know, I wasn't really ready. If I was up against somebody that could buy in 18 hours, I wasn't quite there with my family. So we continued to search the market. But by the time another month went by, I said to my realtor, with where rates are going, they're pushing close to uh, 6%. And eventually they were going to be pushing close to 7% every time the Fed kept raising things. I said, you know, I just can't justify this move right now. We're in a very, very low interest rate uh, mortgage. We have a nice home where we are. We just want to live in a more uh, rural area with lots of land. That's kind of our goal. Um, I just want to be self-sufficient. I'm not saying I'm going off the grid by any means, but kind of going off the grid. (laughs) Uh, But it doesn't make sense to move because if I sell my home, even though I've made a lot of equity on this home, when I go to purchase, not only are those homes more expensive now, but the cost of the borrow is more expensive. And it seems like there's really no end in sight. We're in a really bad case financially. And I got in an argument with a lender here in Delaware about uh, three weeks ago. They were saying, there's never been a better time for many people to purchase. If you're not entering the, the buying market right now, then you're really missing out. Homes aren't lasting. And I'm thinking, okay, can we approach this with a grain of salt? There definitely has been better times to purchase a home. When you're purchasing a home at almost 2.5% on a 30-year mortgage, 
that's a much better time to buy than at 6%. Anybody with a brain can figure that out. But there's a lot of predatory uh, people out there. And this young lady was a predatory person. I called her out on that. So I said, you're telling people that they can just refinance when the mortgage rates drop. When's that going to be? Do you have a crystal ball? Do you know when that's going to happen? And the best part is this person not only blocked me, deleted their thread, but, uh, you know, they had added, I don't know who they are, but they had added me three times. And I had to point out to them, I'm like, you added me three times. I don't know who you are. You just wanted the market to me and my friends. Anyway, make a long story short. You got to watch out for those predators that are out there. If you're so hungry to get a mortgage, you're not willing to, uh, when I say offer a mortgage, I don't mean go get a mortgage. Uh, if you're not willing to tell people the pros and cons, uh, you're, you're definitely a predator. All right. So let's get straight into the story about Bidenomics, right? I said Reaganomics, trickle down economics. Uh, that didn't always work. Well, Biden economics definitely doesn't work. If there's anything that I know, definitely does not work. And I had to go and find multiple news sources today to be able to back up the story because I was convinced that what my wife had shared with me was some type of fringe website uh, that it wasn't true. And then I found that there's multiple websites that are reporting on this. I was like, all right, I got to do the story. So if you want to understand how Biden and his administration is tanking the entire economy, all right, you simply can look normally at things like the Ukraine, the fact that our Congress is just printing money to send over there. But then there's these policies that I, I don't even want to call them liberal policies anymore, because it wouldn't even surprise me if I saw a conservative write a policy like this anymore. But <laughs> in two of our major banking industries right now, if you if you are familiar with uh, the Fannie uh, Mae and Freddie Mac, I always said those back. I think it's Freddie Mae and Fannie Mac. There we go. Uh, home buyers that have good credit scores starting on May 1st in just about two weeks, they're going to have a new surprise. There is a new federal rule that will force them to pay higher mortgage rates and higher fees in order to subsidize people with riskier credit ratings who are also in the market to buy homes. Now, this is part of the federal housing finance agencies push for affordable housing. And they're saying it's going to affect mortgages originating at private banks all around the country. Uh, so we have uh, federally backed home mortgage companies like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And they give basically the loan level price and LLPAs are what they're called uh, loan level price adjustments. For those that don't know, I, I sold real estate for about 10 years. Um, mortgage uh, industry specialist are on record in these articles saying that credit scores of 680 or higher, which is a lot of people, will pay, for example, about $40 per month more on a home of $400,000 because of this. So home buyers who make a down payment of 15% to 20% will get socked with the largest fees. Now, this only applies to Americans that will be buying their homes or refinancing after May 1st. I'm not sure if <laughs> you're like me, but I don't understand why I, because I have good credit, need to put money into a system to make sure that somebody who has bad credit 
can buy a home. Somebody please explain that to me. Isn't that socialism? Isn't that communism? Paying for my neighbors to make sure now, if I, out of the goodness of my heart, have made tons of money and I want to make sure that somebody else can afford a home, I can certainly do that out of the goodness of my heart. But why am I being penalized? Because I have good credit for those that have poor credit. Why do I have to pay $40 more a month on a $400,000 home? Now, let's put that math in the perspective here. Over the course of 30 years, $40 a month, $480 a year, $480 a year. Over the course of 10 years, 4,800 times three. So you do the math. It's very simple. You're paying about $14,400 more because of this Biden economics policy that they're putting in here. So they're redistributing the wealth. That's exactly what this is. You're going to redistribute your high risk with people from good credit. Now, this is coming on the heels of mortgage rates coming close to 7% right now. They've doubled over the past year. Your average mortgage is costing people hundreds of dollars more per month than what it would have cost them a year ago. And what's the Biden administration doing? They're sending money to the Ukraine. Uh, They're spending money on getting away from fossil fuels. They're signing deals for green energy. They're entering the Paris Accord, financing towards NATO and other countries uh, for their regulations around the world, rather than securing our finances right now in our country and making sure that we take care of what's going on with the Federal Reserve and the interest rate increases. And so, At the end of the school day yesterday, I decided that it was warm out. There's a Italian water ice place. Now, I'm not sure if water ice is something that everybody gets to experience the loveliness of in our country, but Philadelphia is right up the road from me, and uh, they have this Italian water ice. And their water ice, there's a little restaurant or, I guess, franchise called Rita's. And Rita's opens up when the weather gets nice out. It's been open now for about a month, but I hadn't made it there with my family. So I thought, you know what? It's a nice day. I'm going to surprise the kids. We'll get them some Rita's. And so I drove them over and they have three different main things that they sell there. They have just the water ice. They have a gelati, which is the custard and the water ice. And then they have a misto, which is the custard water ice mixed almost like a milkshake. And now they even have just custard. I've been going to Rita's Italian water ice for, I don't know, over a decade now, as long as they've really been in business. Uh, When I was working, probably I've been going to Rita's since 2003, 2004, long time. I used to be able to get a water ice, a small water ice there for about a dollar 19. And then a Misto was normally about $2 and I think 59 cents up until 2020. Last year, I think my Misto went up to about $3.99. I think it was almost four bucks, right? For like a small and a large was like $4.59. Today, I go to get my kids water ice. Now, they still get the children's sizes, right? We're not getting like regular adult sizes. Their gelatis, which 
probably this time last year. I think I paid about a dollar ninety for them or two bucks, let's just say. Well, those today were five dollars and nineteen cents for their gelatis. I got a misto. And I was looking between the two sizes. It was between a regular and a large. The regular was now $5.59, and the large was $5.99. And I was like, you know what? For 40 cents more, I'm treating myself to a large because I'm going to be like, well, gee, I could have got a lot more ounces had I gone with that. But I looked at the economics of things, and I'm going, hmm. The cost over the past several years have gone up roughly by about 60% at these uh, restaurants and fast food places. Every once in a while, I know it's not a good meal for my kids, so don't chastise me on social media when I say this. But every once in a while, my son, he's like, hey, Dad, can I get chicken nuggets from uh, McDonald's? And I normally like to go to Chick-fil-A. That's normally like my go-to. I, I know it's probably not any healthier, but I just feel like the chicken there is healthier for my son. But anyway, every once in a while, we'll go to McDonald's. But I was shocked as I'm in the McDonald's drive through line and I'm looking at the prices, and I see now the, the average value meal at a McDonald's, and I, I looked this up in the United States to make sure I wasn't just here in Delaware, but the average price is around $10 per value meal. Now let's rewind to 2001 when I got out of college. The average price for a value meal back then, which was your meal with the French fries and the drink, was about $3.50. Now up until the pandemic, it had gotten up to anywhere from uh, $6 to $7. That was about where your meal was coming in. But then over this past year in particular, everything's gone up by about 2 to $3. Go to the local pizza shop around the corner from the school that I work at. I used to be able to get two slices of pizza on my Fridays when I'd have my time to actually get over to the store during my planning. And uh, those two slices would have cost me like $5 and 50 cents. Uh, now I go over to the store. Those two slices cost me about nine bucks. Every single purchase is going up in price, including shockingly coffee at Dunkin Donuts, right? America runs on Dunkin. I'm not sure going to be running on Dunkin much longer with the price of where things are going. So the Fed has raised these interest rates again, another quarter point, despite the fact we got, you know, horrible uh, economics going on right now. And I'm wondering, has my salary kept up with the price increases of food to feed my family, provide for my family, the goods that I have to purchase in order to put clothing on my family's backs? And the answer to that is a simple no. It hasn't. I'm a teacher. I'm on a step program as a teacher. My salary is very simple to figure out. It's published for everybody. Every single public school teacher, their salary is available on state websites because that's the federal government's money and the state money. So it's all very easily sourced to find out what we make. Um, I've been doing this since 2001. All right. So I'm in the higher steps for teachers that all stated my money is not going nearly as far as it used to go. And especially with the cost of meals and groceries at the grocery store to provide for the family. I don't think that I'm like somebody who has it really rough. I feel like I make a good income. I make a good living. 
That stated, I'm looking, I'm going, well, gee, I don't have a lot to put away for savings now. I don't have a lot for a rainy day. Cost of everything's getting up there, and I'm making a choice to, to do other things right now. Like my kids are in private school, right? That's a commitment that my wife and I make to, to make sure that we're paying that. Uh, but the money is not going as far. And now that my money's not going as far, now that I'm feeling the squeeze, I'm thinking, gee, people that make less than me, like a starting, just starting salary of a teacher that gets married, that has children early on, that's not 20 plus years into their career. These poor people, how are they surviving? People coming straight out of college, straight out of high school. How are they surviving? The elderly that hope to retire, how are they surviving right now? America's in crisis. And what's the Biden administration doing? They're saying, oh, well, you know, if you have good credit, can you just uh, pay a little extra, please? They're playing Robin Hood here, except no one wants them to play Robin Hood. Go away. (laughs) They're asking to borrow money from me in order to make sure people that didn't pay their bills ruin their credit can qualify for housing as part of affordable housing. That's not how the system should work, but I think I know why this is happening. We're going to address that on the other side of the show because I think we might be coming up against another Great Depression. I think that's here. I'm going to talk about those warning signs and uh, why this is bad news for all of us. Make sure you go to AmericaOutloud.com. Check out all of our sponsors. You can check out like the Genesis HOCL Fogger. The Atomizer is an awesome product. You just plug it in. Forget that it's there, but it keeps you safe from viruses, mold, bacteria. It's awesome. Go to GenesisFogger.com backslash OutLoud and you get a discount on that just for listening to the show. All right. You've been listening to American Bolden with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. I'll be right back. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID 19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Let's get straight into the second half and final half of the week's shows. It's been a great week. Thank you so much to everybody who's been sharing the content on Twitter. 
which by the way, uh, <laughs> before I get into why I believe we might be getting to a great depression and we need to be very mindful of how we spend our money, let me just uh, acknowledge the fact that there is some spin on news stories outside of this one that I just want to address during the show. A couple uh, points of clarification as well on my shows this week. So first, Twitter Blue. Um, you might notice I have the blue check mark next to my name. Uh, you might be wondering why. Well, I noticed that my posts were starting to get throttled in the past month after Elon Musk had said that people that had blue would be promoted in a different way. And so I look at it as a business decision. I try to bring my work to as many people as possible in order to be helpful, make sure people are well-informed and getting different sides and different parts of a story. The only way that I can do that effectively is to make sure that the algorithm is showing my work to people. So uh, it's a business expense. I, I made the purchase and I'm part of the Twitter blue family. And I discovered there's many people that uh, want to hate on blue and the headlines right now are all about how Elon Musk is paying for like Stephen King's and LeBron James just to troll them while we're busy talking about Twitter blue, you're missing the fact that the uh, Hunter Biden story has gotten really interesting with tax fraud. You're missing the story that China and the United States could be headed for an uncoupling of our financial system that would completely, completely tank us. You're missing so many stories because you're so worried about Elon Musk. In fact, people are so worried about Elon Musk that yesterday he sent one of the, well, was the largest rocket ever. And they said they would deem it a success if it even took off from the ground because it was so large and cleared the launch tower. Not only did it clear the launch tower, but it continued to fly for almost over three minutes before it went into a spin and blew up over the Gulf of Mexico. People immediately were celebrating to me, saying, huh, do you see Elon Musk? His three billion rocket blew up. <laughs> see, that guy can't do anything right. No, smarty pants. That's exactly what was supposed to happen. Sure, they wanted it to make it back over top of the Pacific, but the amount of data that they got on that, they outdid something that decades of NASA was never able to do. But because people have such a hatred for Elon Musk, yeah, he's a troll. Absolutely. Yeah, he's playing games. Absolutely. But I don't think that he's the worst thing. I think that a lot of people are being distracted. And so people might miss the fact that these interest rates are going up. People might miss the fact that on May 1st, those with good credit are going to pay more than those with poor credit. They might miss the fact that even the Biden's reelection announcement is supposed to be next week. That's right. Joe Biden's supposed to make an announcement next week that he's running for president again. I have that on very good sources now coming out here. Um, <laughs> I, I've been giving it some thought. Right. I told you, I'm going to like divert and I'll get back to the Great Depression stuff. But given some thought, even my show with uh, Fetterman yesterday, uh, my good friend, he called me out and said, you know, one of the things that you didn't say about how Fetterman got elected was the fact he was up against Dr. Oz. 
And so <laughs> the Republicans didn't even put up somebody that was worthy of beating a guy who wasn't able to communicate. And he's spot on correct. The reason we have Fetterman is because the Republicans ran such a horrible candidate that wasn't even living in the, in Pennsylvania. He lived in New Jersey and then he had to purchase a place. And it was disgusting politics during that race. And so we got stuck with somebody who has no business being a senator. That's John Fetterman at this point. Like I said, maybe he did years ago uh, when he was before health issues and a stroke, but no one. They also want to be able to point out the fact that had Fetterman resigned after the primary, after the stroke, that the Democrats wouldn't have had anybody and therefore Dr. Oz would have got in. And so I'm going to look into Pennsylvania law on that because I thought there would have to be some type of plan in place, but I don't have the answers to that. And then the second part, if you listen to the second half of yesterday's show, I went in on uh, Eric Stallwell and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And if I didn't make it very clear, uh, I was not playing that clip for everybody to say, look at what a great job Marjorie Taylor Greene did. I was playing that clip for everybody to go, look how dysfunctional our Homeland Security Committee is. Look at the fact they didn't know the rules. It took so long to be able to figure all this stuff out. And look at the fact Marjorie Taylor Greene made that comment. And look at the fact that Eric Stallwell is on a Homeland Security, knowing that he had been under investigation. And look at all the people that weren't at the meeting that were supposed to be there. Then when they go for a roll call, people like Matt Getz isn't even in the committee he was assigned to by McCarthy. And then what does that say about McCarthy, about who he's assigning to these committees, both Republicans and who's being assigned as a Democrat? Our country's in trouble if that's the best of the best that they can give us on Homeland Security, if people aren't even going to show up. All right, so that's my clarifications for this week. And let's get back to the story of Biden economics. Are you aware of how we got in to the Great Depression in the first place. I talked about how food is rising. Well, another thing that I noticed was uh, dropping lately. Uh, if you're, Since we're talking about Elon Musk, the price of a Tesla is dropping like a rock. Uh, I mean, we're talking about like $2,000 cuts, another $2,000 cut, a $3,000 cut, and now being told there may be another cut coming soon on the Model Y. Uh, a Tesla at this point is about the same price as a gas vehicle, uh, midline gas vehicle, not even like expensive gas vehicle. What that tells me is we have overproduction and underconsumption. Now, back in the 1920s, we had the exact same thing going on. We had gotten into a production boom after World War One. Uh, people were manufacturing things. People, business was starting to come back there uh, in production. So this means that we had a ton of goods to sell. However, because we were coming back from a war, because of where the economy was um, with uh, inflation, which we'll get to in a second, consumers could not afford to buy all these goods that were produced. So that led to a decline in demand. And eventually that led to a collapse of the economy. So Tesla's vehicles right now being lowered in price, people still can't afford them because the loans have gone up so much in order to be able to purchase these cars. No one wants to take out an 8.9% five-year or six-year 
car uh, loan and pay $900 a month if you're only putting like $4,500 down. And let's not forget Biden economics. Let's not forget Build Back Better, the green bills. Are you aware that that money, that $7,500 off that car, you don't get $7,500 at the time of purchase. The government doesn't give that there. You got to wait till your tax rebate. And in order to get the tax refund, you got to wait till you file those taxes the next fiscal year, which means you finance the full price of the car. And only if they give you the $7,500, because you got to qualify for that, you have to have the right tax uh, refund in order to get that money. Um, then you'd have to refinance your vehicle again. It's a bad deal. If Biden economics wanted to work better, they'd put a separate pot of money together and they'd say, as soon as you purchase that vehicle, bam, the money goes over to you and you can use that to purchase the vehicle. Stop playing games, Biden administration, with this. It's not just the Biden administration. The Biden administration doubled down on it with their most recent bills uh, last year, at the end of last year. But this was the way the $7,500, which used to be $3,500, has worked for a really long time. Uh, but this is one sign, the overproduction and underconsumption. We already had bank failures this year. People are forgetting about that. Banks that were upside down with treasury yields. We already know that China is controlling a ton of our treasury yields and could destroy our economy in a matter of seconds if they wanted to. It would hurt them as well, but not if they have a plan to get away from the dollar. Uh, we also have an act uh, called the Smoot-Hawley Tariff Act. It was a tariff act of 1930 that raised tariffs on imported goods. Well, guess what? This led to retaliation from those countries and a decline in international trade. Huh, that's happening again. Why? Because we put a bunch of sanctions on China. We put sanctions on Russia. And now they're saying, you know what? Well, uh, we just won't trade with you uh, certain things. We'll make things a little bit more difficult. Uh, we also had severe environmental disasters during the uh, Great Plains back in the 1930s. We had severe droughts, soil erosion, crop failures, and that led to lots of poverty and migration. And now look, we have food insecurities in the United States. We have plants that are catching on fire, 18,000 cows dying. We have droughts in areas. We're told that even though we had all this snow and this precipitation in California, that there still would be problems coming from the Colorado River in the West. So we're going through our own dust bowl. So all that's left to happen at this point is a stock market crash. And we're going to go right back in to another Great Depression. In fact, all the markers are there. The fact that people don't make enough to keep up with the amount that goods are being paid for at the fast food restaurants, at the grocery stores, the fact that uh, the banks are already failing, the fact that we are in these uh, dollar decentralization wars with Russia and China tells me that people aren't paying attention to the headlines that matter. They're too distracted by Elon Musk and transgender rights and what Bud Light's doing. And, uh, you know, <laughs> what the government is leaking out now in an in interesting way about COVID and it being created in a lab. At this point, who cares? Who cares from the standpoint of the bigger problem that we have here is people aren't preparing themselves for financial uncertainties. They're not preparing themselves on what to do in order to uh, be able to survive the coming years. And I'm not trying to sound dire, 
because I, I've talked about this on another episode before. Community is going to definitely be the way to go. Having a strong community, having strong plans, making sure you know how you're going to get your meals, get your water. That's all very, very important. If you're not planning for that right now, please do. Don't wait for that time. And there's a bunch of other stories I could talk to you guys about that, that, that you should have your eyes on, such as like the sun, making sure that as we get to solar maximum, you know, we don't have any power outages. Uh, the weather is certainly getting a little bit crazier. Oh, by the way, speaking of weather, ABC News just did a uh, piece and I actually retweeted this. If you want to go to my real Greg Bolden uh, on Twitter, you'll be able to see my uh, my retweet of ABC News. But they put out a story that weather modifications happening. Now, I've been noticing these grid patterns that show up when we don't have any rain that's in the forecast. And the next thing you know, the next 24 hours are completely covered in this blanket of clouds, yet there's no rain in the forecast, no fronts coming through. I love weather. Anybody that knows me, my nickname in my family is called Thunderstorm Bolden. I pay attention to the lows and the highs. This isn't normal. It's not normal to see these grids. And so the term for this, many people call it chemtrails. Now, I've been saying that it's cloud seeding that it's weather modification that's used to skirt the sun's radiation. They're doing uh, different types of experiments. Well, ABC News has now stated, yes, this is correct. There are currently 42 cloud seeding projects that are going on across the American West. They fly right into the storm and send microscopic silver iodides, particulates into the clouds in order to seed them. But we already knew this because places like the Olympics had been doing this as well. Let me ask you, if they're doing this with 42 cloud seeding projects just in the West, and that's what ABC News is telling you, please, please understand that chemtrails are a real thing, that people are putting stuff into the sky. I, I actually covered one of the companies that's doing it. Before you go, oh my God, the, put on the tinfoil hat, Greg. Nope. Perhaps you should take off your blinders and come look with me so you can see what's actually happening in the world. Come on, join me. It's not that scary. It's good. Once you know what's going on, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so Biden economics, do you consent to having money taken from you to pay for people that are less well off as far as their credit scores in order to pay for their home? Or do you think that that money should stay in your pocket because times are uncertain? I personally think money should stay in my pocket and we should try to figure out how we're going to support those people that are in that situation. I don't think that that's greed. I think that's me looking out for my family to make sure that I can provide for them responsibly. That's all I have for everybody today. I hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend, or if you're listening to this on the weekend, I hope that it's going well for you. I'll be back on Monday with a whole other slew of episodes for you. I'm going to have some guests coming up as well. Uh, so sit back and relax and enjoy those when they come in. Hope I honored your time well today, gave you some information, and I hope that you had a great episode uh, or great uh, enjoyment of the episodes this week and found something that you liked that I spoke about. Feel free to send it over to somebody who hasn't heard the show before. Uh, help spread the show. Uh, it's doing extremely well on the network, and uh, it's because of your support and putting out the people And for that I have nothing but gratitude for all of you. Have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.